This podcast is for you if you are ready for a change, a shift, a transformation in your life about your money. Whatever your path has been, the good, the bad, and the ugly, you're ready to stop fighting yourself, to have more fun, to do more of what you want to do, and be more of who you are meant to be, to become a maven. So let's get started. My name is Melissa Paul, and I'll be your host. Welcome to Dear Money Maven. Today, we are going to talk about unexpected expenses. Ah, yes. Unexpected expenses. Those expenses that somehow we still call unexpected while we know (laughs) that over the course of a year, we should expect them, right? It's really the form that they show up that is unexpected. And uh, in that, I guess we get to look at it as, uh, well, look at this surprise that we get to navigate in our finances. I want to share with you one of my recent unexpected expenses. I'm enjoying a long, hearty Minnesota winter right now. And uh, I live in a 1922 bungalow that I adore. My roof is only five years old, but with record-setting snow that we got in the month of February this year, uh, an ice dam formed. And I will say I have no experience with ice dams, and I hope I don't have a lot more experience with ice dams, because what it has done is it has backed up a tremendous amount of ice due to the huge amount of snow that's on my roof. And all of that water that uh, starts slowly melting backs up, backs up, and then starts finding its way into your house. (laughs) So I was uh, walking into one of my spare bedrooms over the weekend and noticed that I had water damage and kind of a lot of it. So I was thinking as I've been dealing with this about how I can share this so that we can all learn about this together, right? Because that's the goal of this is let's share some wisdom so that we all don't suffer along needlessly by ourselves on this journey. So here's what I've been experiencing, and I'm curious if you are also experiencing this. I have been running through what I see as a cycle, and there's phases that go like this. It's the first phase, which is the, oh, crap phase. And that's where I need to give myself permission to just whine a bit about this. And for me, this expense that I'm going to be incurring as I figure out how to navigate this is, is, it's frustrating. I didn't have money set aside for ice dam repair. Um, I didn't have money set aside in uh, in my budget for uh, repairing... Uh, my plaster in my walls and looking at all the other damage that could be there and all of those things. So there's the initial like response to this financial punch in the gut, which is like, oh crap, what I really wanted to be saving money for was all of these other things, things that are more exciting, things that are more uh, enjoyable to think about, like the bath remodel that I've been, you know, mentally planning. That's what I want to spend my money on right now not you know, investing a bunch of money in your house in ways that doesn't make it prettier. But that's it. That's how it's, that's what 
That's what goes along with being a homeowner and it's really what goes along with just living life. There's going to be things that come up that we don't expect. So give myself permission to just whine a bit about it because it's not a whole lot of fun. It's like, oh, this is not, I didn't want another project. I didn't want this. Whatever came up for me, I just had to become okay with whining about it for that moment of time. But I also know that good ideas don't come from a place of whining. <laughs> and so it's important to burn through that, let that go, but then also pivot from that and start looking for the opportunities in it. And, and for me, with this specific situation, I was like, well, okay, it's important for me to learn about this because I live in Minnesota. Uh, pretty likely I'm going to deal with something like this again. I guess I'm really fortunate that I have owned this house for about five years and haven't had to deal with it so far. So that's an opportunity. All right, let's, let's get to the learning portion of this. And then engaging people around it. I've had really just good luck with the people that have shown up to help me with this. And it's good to acknowledge that, to not stay mired down in the oh crap phase as I'm dealing with the people that are stepping forward and helping me with this, right? I don't want to bring that bad energy into the solution. That's just a really important philosophy for me that I think is helpful in starting to get out of the bad and into the positive side of things. And I've also have been able to talk to my dad about this. And that's been really kind of fun because my dad recently has had some health challenges and it's made him pretty depressed and grouchy. And when you have a family member that's going through a challenge like that, one of the costs that we pay is the topics of conversation revolve around the frustrating um, issue, right? So I've had several months where pretty much every conversation I've had with my dad is revolving around like medical stuff and checkups and doctor appointments and his frustration. And it's important to hold space for the people that you love in that, but it's also really nice for him to feel like he can contribute to my life by giving me advice on something. So, so it gives him an opportunity to talk about something that he has expertise in and he can feel valuable and he can feel like he's contributing and helping me. And, um, and it gives us something else to talk about. And you know what? That right now is an enormous gift. And so he's given me some solid advice on, you know, what to do. And, you know, and even just the like, hang in there, kid, which is important to hear even as an adult, right? I just um, have to look at that and be grateful for that. So moving away from that oh crap phase into the opportunity phase. It's an opportunity for me to learn. It's an opportunity for me to connect with some people that I love. And even looking at the project, I started thinking about, well, if this damage is bigger, because of course you've got stuff in your walls in your house, if the damage is bigger, then I have an opportunity to turn this into a bigger project. And, you know, so I started thinking tactically along the lines of, well, if all of that plaster wall has to come out, then I'm going to invest in uh, updating the electrical in that part of the house. Okay, so that's, that's something that is an opportunity. It's not something that I would be off looking to do right now. I haven't had any trouble with the electrical, but 
it's old wiring in this old house and if the walls come out and the ceiling has to have you know repairs done to it then i probably will take advantage of it and look for that opportunity to do improvement and then the final phase is uh, learn and prepare because i don't want to keep looping through the negative lessons in my life i don't know if that resonates with you i'm guessing it probably does and so i have given some thought to this I have an emergency fund and I recommend to all of the people that go through my training that that's where we start is we've got to put some financial stability and security underneath us. I want everybody that I teach to log into their bank accounts and look at something that makes them feel good. We often can get so frustrated with our finances and feel hopeless about things and that doesn't set us up to make better decisions. So. I do have an emergency fund, but I realized as I was going through this, I really want to have a separate emergency fund for my house. I don't want to have to have to take money out of the emergency fund that I think could be there for other things like uh, insurance deductibles, if something goes wrong with my car, some of those other things. I really started thinking, you know, it's probably wise in a 1922 house to set aside um, consistently some money to take care of any issues that come up. And, uh, and that will make me feel more secure and prepared going forward. So then I can take this whole experience and think, well, I'm setting myself up so that in the future I will look back on this and I'll say, I learned, I moved on. It was overall, in the whole scheme of things, not a big deal and actually a positive experience. So what do you do? What do you do when something comes up? Do you go through these same phases? Because I think it's pretty common. I think it's a human journey that we go on when we have something that kind of injects itself into our lives. And it's like, oh, you thought you were focused on that over there? Guess what? Now you have to add this project. Now you're going to figure out how to manage this unique situation. So again, I, wanna, I want you to think about this. It's like something comes up and that knee-jerk reaction is to just like, ugh, take that punch in the gut and be like, are you kidding? Come on. I suggest giving yourself permission to just whine a bit, let it out. I don't want you to feel like you've got to, you know, put a bunch of frosting on a crap cupcake. I want you to allow yourself to vent and get that stuff off your chest and just, you know, feel bad for a little bit because it sucks, right? When we deal with these things, it's like, oh man. But at a certain point then, let that go. Because again, we don't come up with our best solutions when we're standing in a bad place. Our brains just don't allow us to access the better opportunities out there. So as soon as you feel like you've burnt through enough of that frustration and overwhelm and anger about something, then I think it's a good opportunity to pivot and look for the opportunities in it. Because there's something. There's an opportunity to learn something new. There's an opportunity to connect with people that are gonna help you out of this. Sometimes that's the lesson is asking for help and allowing people to help, right? Sometimes we don't do that. We wanna just navigate and get everything done ourselves. 
least that's the way that I approach a lot of things in life. So is there an opportunity that you can take advantage of because of this unique situation? And then the third phase in that is what can we learn from this so that we prepare ourselves better for the next time a similar situation comes up? And for me, that's creating another account so that I can start helping myself be more prepared for things that come up with my house. As a homeowner, I think it's responsible. We do all these other things like carry insurance, but I want to have a little bit of uh, financial padding so that this doesn't feel like such a punch in the gut. So I wanted to share that with you. This is a, this is a common theme. I love that we still call them unexpected expenses when it's really expected. It's just surprise. This is the form that it comes in. But I think it's really our task is to look at it as a gift that we're going to unwrap and learn from. And really it's up to us to decide how long it's going to take ourselves to unwrap that gift and get around on the other side. Again, I want to thank you for investing in yourself and listening today, going on this little journey with me, allowing me to share this uh, nugget with you. And I also want to remind you that you are worthy. You are doing a good job. We got this. Thank you. Hey, it's Melissa here, and I have a gift for you. I have an ebook called How to Manage Your Money Without Budgeting, and I'd like to give it to you. Head over to melissapaul.com. That's M-E-L-I-S-S-A-P-A-H-L.com and download your copy. It'll probably take you only 15 or 20 minutes to read the whole thing. And at the end, you will have a complete understanding of this whole system that I talk about in this podcast. I think you're going to find it really valuable and I'm really excited to share it with you. So head over to melissapaul.com and download your copy today. Thanks.